Hello and welcome to Disney Matter. From Ariel to Zeus, we take a dive into the vault and beyond. I'm your host Jack, and we've got some blazing news story for our main matter today. But first, let's talk about all the recent events and happenings, shall we? First, let's talk about the recent celebrations for May the 4th, aka Star Wars Day. Gaia, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser digital album, is finally here. For those who aren't aware, Gaia is the Twilight singer who rose to fame during the First Order Resistance War, and now she captivates audience aboard the Halicun Star Cruiser. And now, just like we had Rex before, you can now get part of the park now on streaming services and listen to music at home. There's 11 songs on this album, and the Star Cruiser... It's been up and down. I personally have not visited it yet, just mostly because of the pricing. It's a two-day of experience for nearly six grand for three adults and a child. But you can now get discounts if you're a Walt Disney World annual pass holder, which is up to 30%. Hold it. You get two lightsabers? Well, technically one, but I can split them. <sighs> you never gave me two lightsabers. Speaking of pricing, one thing did catch my eye, and that's the Cal Kestis legacy lightsaber. Cal Kestis is the main character of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Played by Cameron Monaghan, Cal is one of the survivors of Order 66 and is now starring in the new Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is now available on PlayStation, Xbox and PC. However, this isn't the full lightsaber, it's just the hell inside a case, and on the case it does have nice I trust only in the force engraved on it. This is at the cost of £360. Visions is something that's starting in Japan, but it's now throughout the rest of the world. We're just sitting back, waiting to see what those interpretations look like inside different cultures. Animation takes us into a world that we can't necessarily explore in live action. We got a release of Volume 2 of Star Wars Visions, with various animators taking up episodes this season, including Studio Moor, Triggerfish, and the legend of British animation, the father of Wallace and Gromit, and Chicken Run. Ardman. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures also arrived on Disney Plus and Disney Junior. Set during the High Republic era, centuries before the events of the main Star Wars films, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures follow a group of younglings as they learn the ways of the Force. I am slightly glad they decided to put this centuries before the movies are set, just for the fact of if they decided to merge it towards the current timeline, it would mean the kids would have to face him. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Anyway, back to the parks we go. There are plenty of character meet and greets that you could have done. I like meeting the Mandalorian and Grogu, what you can still do today. It's time to talk about the snacks and drinks you can get at the various parks. Some of these are limited time, for example, over at Disneyland Resort, you can get the Acid Spitter Orb Sipper, which is a light up Acid Spitter Orb Sipper with lanyard and fountain beverage, and the Grogu Menagerie in Disneyland Paris, which is a macaron with a white chocolate icing. However, there's one thing over at Hollywood Studios you can get all this month. The Light Saber Churro, which is served with chocolate sauce and it will be it's sold throughout May and it just looks so good. And it comes in two colours, red and blue. So uh, 
Mace Windu won't be happy about that. Yeah, who we had to talk to about your light color, your lightsaber color. Oh, well, good guys are good guys are green and blue, bad guys are red. That's just the way it works. No purple left? You, you might get purple. On April 22nd, aka Earth Day, Animal Kingdom celebrated 25 years. Rather than a big park celebration for this milestone, they talked about the impact they've done behind the scenes, with the park's focus on conservation efforts and their achievements. It's not only that, but there was a performance from the Tam Tam drummers alongside Mickey and Minnie, the cast of Finding Nemo, the musical, and the Festival of Lion King. Oh, and Moana, who begins meet and greets the day after this celebration. The Earth Day celebrations also took place with food offerings ripped around, including the roast mushroom leek pizza, a plant-based offering with impossible meatballs, roasted mushrooms, braised leeks, and a dash of truffle oil, a new elephant cupcake, a graham cracker cake uh, with pineapple filling and matcha buttercream, crispy pearls, and a stunning white chocolate elephant celebrating Earth Month. The Disney Magic Cruise Ship will be now offering a new immersive experience based on Disney Encanto and Disney Pixar Soul. An Encanto celebration will allow guests to interact with Mirabelle and Bruno as they make their cruise line debut, which will have Encanto sing-alongs, cocktails and sodas based on the film. While the Soul Cat Lounge is based on Joe Gardner's, the main character of the Pixar movie Soul's favourite jazz location in the film, the Half Note Lounge. This is very much based on New York jazz clubs and set up performances for people to dance together, as well as a plenty of my hands and martinis for the adults. Quickly noting Little Mermaid and Guardians both had their red carpet events. I will not be talking about more about it as yet Little Mermaid is yet to be released, and I saw Guardians earlier, earlier this week, in fact. I want to go a bit more in depth in the future about this, so do keep your ears out for future episodes. World Wish Day made its mark on the 1st of May, and Make-A-Wish looked to make so many more wishes come true. I saw a wish come true watching MC Championship, a Minecraft event, granting the wish of Nalan, but that's just one of the many wishes granted on this day. For example, Disney granted their 150,000th wish in collaboration with Make-A-Wish for 16-year-old Michaela from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Michaela and her family were the Grand Marshals during the Festival of Fantasy Parade at the Magic Kingdom. Not only that, but they got something even more rarer. Michaela and her family got the opportunity to stay overnight in the famous Cinderella Castle Suite. Even most Make-A-Wish wishes don't get this opportunity. It's even rare to even have two in the last month as the UK's biggest Disney fan competition allowed the winner also to get this opportunity. You can't even pay to stay there, it's that much of a rare opportunity. I hope Michaela had an amazing day. Well over Disneyland, Disneyland Resort dedicated free windows on Main Street USA to the Make-A-Wish to celebrate World Wish Day. These free windows include a centre window dedicated to Make-A-Wish and all the Wish kids of the past, present and the future. Side windows honouring Chris Gracious, the wish that inspired the creation of Make-A-Wish and Frank Bopsy Salazar, the first official Make-A-Wish granted by Make-A-Wish and Disney's first wish. The centre of this glass installation has the quote where there's a wish, there's a way. 
I will be leaving a link to the Make-A-Wish Foundation in the description of this podcast for you to go and support this cause. It's time for our main matter, where we'll be talking about an inferno incident, a flaming facade, and I am running out of alliteration. Yes, I'm talking about the demise of a Disneyland favourite, Murphy. But, uh, what happened? And why is a dragon called Murphy? Well, we need to go back. Back to the start. Disneyland last night. Just take a look at this. That's a fire-breathing dragon, but not literally. A dragon is supposed to breathe fire, not catch fire. It started at its head before covering its entire body. I like how most things begin. It begins with a sibling jealousy. You see, if Disney World was the Capulets, then Disneyland was our Montagnes, and they'd see always in the fought to see who's better. In 1984, Epcot had Laserphonic Fantasy, a high-tech, at the time, show upon the World Showcase Lagoon. Disneyland went and said, hey, we, we want that, but they didn't have the scale that the World Showcase Lagoon had, and offered up the rivers of America to turn into a location for the show. After all, Tom Sawyer's Island gets closed when it gets dark. But uh, this didn't come to fruition, but seeds were planted. Eisner came along and went, hey, this is a pretty good idea, but the show needed a concept. One of the first concepts was to make it Disneyland's River Haunt, a show that mixes the lore the three nearby attractions, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, and Big Thunder Mountain. Honestly, sounds like a pretty fun show to follow the spooky lore of all three attractions. Sadly, this idea was scrapped. But the concept art is something well worth. It wasn't until 1989 when new technology came to the forefront. Water projection that's able to put film clips upon water rather than projection screens. This is the first version of Fantasmic that was first called Imagination. This would take the story of Fantasia and mix in elements of other Disney classics. They brought in Bruce Healy, who made the music of Illumination, and the villains would have a major role, with Maleficent taking the starring role, as they would transform into a massive dragon for the climax. Originally, the, uh, they wanted an animated figure with like moving wings and body parts, but that was just seen as unreasonable and a logistical nightmare. What we got was an animatronic head on a cherry picker. Later down the line, the name would change, and the concept was now Fantasmic as we know today. You may ask, why did they change it from Imagination to Fantasmic when they just done a huge advertising campaign with the name Imagination? Well, Disney realised you can't trademark the name Imagination. At the cost of double the cost of the original price to try and get the concept up and running, it was set to have a soft opening impress night on Wednesday, April 29th, 1992. However, tragedy struck with the LA riots of 1992. This was when the LA police officers involved in the beating of Rodney King were given a not guilty verdict, leading to riots. The media event was rescheduled and the promotional tagline of Be There When the Night Ignites was removed just as fast. 
On May 15th, 1992, Phantasmic had its first performance and was an immediate success. When darkness and light collide, the night becomes phantasmic, presenting the ultimate battle of good and evil on Disneyland's rivers of America. It's fantasy. It's frightening. Be there when the night ignites. Fantasmic. New at Disneyland. The show may have changed throughout the years, but as of writing, I'm going to talk about how the show is ran currently at Disneyland. The show begins with our main character, Mickey Mouse, going to sleep, being transported into his dreams. There are various water fountain effects, and he goes in the first dreamscape of a jungle scene where there's a 30 meter puppet of Ka, the snake from the Jungle Book, as King Lou and the monkeys dance upon barges in front, leading to a quick moment of Hakuna Matata. As the dreams get more strange, of course, the pink elephants must appear upon the water projections, followed by the genie, who's watched by Sorcerer Mickey as the genie sings Friend Like Me. Being flushed down, we see scenes of the Little Mermaid and Finding Nemo. Jiminy Cricket appears looking for Pinocchio as Monstro comes to swallow the puppet and Mickey up. In the darkness, Mickey asks what's going on, and is interrupted by a cannon blast coming from the sailing ship Columbia, which, for this show, is playing the role of the Black Pearl, with Jack Sparrow and Elizabeth Swan on board, alongside many other pirates, in quite the amazing stunt sequence, with the swinging pirates and sword fighting. One final cannon blast, we slow down and get to see the fairy stories of love with Jasmine and Aladdin on a magic carpet. This is followed by a medley of songs with folks seen on barges, those being Belle and the Beast, Ariel and Prince Eric and Rapunzel and Flynn Rider with their songs from their respective movies Beauty and the Beast, Part of Your World and I See the Light. Dreams don't always stay positive as we get to see the dark side of Mickey's imagination as the magic mirror traps Mickey inside of it and the nightmares begin to take over in the forms of villains beginning with the evil queen who is disguised as the old hag calling up Ursula who then calls up Cherenbog who then shows who the true mastermind behind all this is. It's Maleficent. So they transform to a giant dragon, sets the place ablaze, setting the river alight. Mickey, conjuring up his own courage, takes down the dragon and the other villains alongside it. Everything seems silent, as a familiar twinkle is heard, and a trail of pixie dust is seen, with Twinkerbell flying across the water projections, as the Mark Twain riverboat comes round with various heroes and good characters upon it, and at the wheel, Mickey from Steamboat Willie. Sorcerer Mickey appears at the top of the island for one last pyrotechnic display of magic as the show ends. Even with plans to only have this show for five years, it remained a favourite. Even while Disney World started to feel jealous and pointed at that, and went, no, no, I want that. G- give me that as well. So, in 1996, it was set to bring over to Florida, but a problem arose. The Magic Kingdom's River America was not a match for the Disneyland counterpart. So a new multi, so a new purpose-built 10,000-seat amphitheater was built in Disney's Hollywood Studios, or what it was called at the time, the Disney MGM Studios. First came the Magic Kingdom. Then, the incredible Epcot Center. Now comes the new Disney MGM Studios theme park.
MGM Studios Theme Park at Walt Disney World in Florida. The show was uh, slightly different from its counterpart. Jungle Book was omitted and the Fantasia scene just leapt right into the Lion King, with the water scene with the pink elephants, Genie and Pinocchio changing to now showing... Oh, I need... Alright, I need to take a breath in. I'm going to list all these out because, oh boy, it is a lot. The Lion King, The Jungle Book, Dumbo, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, Alice in Wonderland, Hercules, Pinocchio, Aladdin, Mulan, Cinderella, The Lady and the Tramp, Fantasia, Tangled, The Princess and the Frog, Bambi, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid and Frozen. <sighs> Pirates do not appear in this version, but it had a Pocahontas sequence until 2020, where this was replaced to now include Mulan, Aladdin, Elsa and Moana as well as Pocahontas. Snow White and her prince replaced Rapunzel and Flynn, singing Someday My Prince Will Come. They also went, hey, how about more villains? It's Cruella de Vil from 101 Dalmatians, Scar from Lion King, Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Jafar from Aladdin and Hades from Hercules now also appear. The brave little tailor attire is now worn by Mickey instead of a sorcerer Mickey outfit when he goes to fight the dragon. And finally, the Mark Twain riverboat is out. And the Steamboat Willie is now in. Phantasmic did find its third home in Tokyo Disney Sea, opening March 28th, 2011, but just like the opening of the original Disneyland, they had a problem of their own. It was meant to open the 23rd for the 10th anniversary Be Magical celebration, but it was delayed due to the Tokyo earthquake. This version did close, however, on the 29th of February 2020, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, it closed earlier than its March 25th due date. Now, there's one thing that didn't age well, in the original version, and that was the titular villain, the dragon. After all, it wasn't what they really dreamed it would be. This cherry picker wasn't really impressive compared to what's came across the last few years. So alongside the original 70mm projections being replaced by HD ones, a new audio animatronic dragon was built. This was 40 feet tall wonder that was an exact replica as the one seen in the Sleeping Beauty movie. However, it did come at a cost. It broke down. At a lot. May I have your attention? Please remain seated. This ride has stopped temporarily and will resume motion at any time. After delay after delay, the fans gave it a name. Murphy, after Murphy's Law. This dragon may have been added in 2009, but it wasn't until the August 28th, 2010, for this 2.0 version to collapse during a performance, and did not return until November 12th of that same year. Everything went fine since then, with the only closures being June 2016 to allow the construction of Galaxy's Edge and Phantasmic opened again on 15th of July the next year with a few little updates. Before we speak about Murphy's fate, we first need to talk about a sister of Murphy over at Walt Disney World for the Festival of Fantasy. Described by Disney as a way to celebrate the spirit of Disney at the Magic Kingdom Park, comes alive with magic and dance during a tribute to the tales of Fantasyland. Funnily enough, this celebration of fantasy doesn't even go through Fantasyland. Well, this show that's been going strong since 2014, with its very own Maleficent dragon that uh, burst a mighty flame. However, it was the 11th of May 2018 that something went wrong. 
The flame that it didn't leave the dragon's mouth that it normally did. It seemed to have caught on something. That's when the guests were treated to the sight of this mighty beast skull being engulfed by flame to drove through Liberty Square. Nobody hurt, and the fire was extinguished, but the head of the wyvern ceased to be. I was there a week before before this, so it was a bit interesting to see that, oh yeah, I got to see the show fine, and then the next week, up, oh, it's burnt alive. The dragon remained out of the parade until July 25th, 2019, where it made its grand return, albeit with a little less flammable material upon it. So, after one dragon burnt down, another one faced the same fate, right? April 22nd, we sit down by the rivers of America to get a front row seat to see the second show for Tennessee that night. The rest of your family members are away riding some ride, you don't know. You're just saving the seats. The noise of the people may be slightly annoying, but it's the only time you get away from the kids, so you're gonna savor every moment. Your kids and your wife come back with a massive popcorn bucket and several snacks. Damn Sharon, you think? Now they're never going to get sleep the whole car ride home. You sigh as the illumination's near, dim. And the show is about to begin. You too admire the bright colours and the impressive water effects. Wow, that snake pup is massive and being so close to the water means like the pirates are swinging right above you. Your youngest screams, complaining that your eldest took their popcorn and even though it was meant for them to share, but you try your best to ignore them. Just one show. Just for one show, they ain't your kids. If Mickey can dream, so can you. They aren't your kids. You may be sat next to your nightmare, but Mickey is staring down one of his own. As the dragon emerges and spews fire that's so warm to your face. Not as hot as California's sun that Sharon's been complaining about all day. But still... It's fairly warm. That's when you notice it. The pilot light inside has not completely went out. After that burst of flame, strange, and then smoke starts to appear. You don't remember breathing the fire again. That wasn't usually in the plan or the script. You remark the pyro looks amazing. Too good. It takes less than seconds for the head of the dragon to change from a threat to a tinderbox. A confused exclaim, the sounds of maleficent screams blend well into the vernal you face. As the announcement says that the show cannot continue, you smirk as the embers grow, and so does the thought in your head that now you're going to have an awkward drive home explaining to two screaming children about the death they just saw. Alright, alright, let's just cut the melodrama. We ain't no mockery manner here. Let's recap what happened. During the show, it seemed like the same thing happened to Orlando, that there was something different. Looking closer at footage, you can see a small flame that's not went out for a few minutes before the head was engulfed. 
it may have been caught something like the Orlando counterpart, but uh, Murphy had a little more saliva, how, how do you say? Um, this sort of, I mean, saliva is hydraulic fluid. Again, all theories, but this does explain the large engulf that Murphy had compared to the one we saw at Festival of Fantasy. It took less than a few minutes for the whole body to alight, leaving nothing but the metallic mechanism seen the next day. A statement by Disneyland was released saying, During the final showing of Phantasmic at Disneyland Park on Saturday evening, the dragon prop caught fire. Anaheim Fire and Rescue quickly responded and the fire was extinguished. All cast members were safely evacuated from Tom Sawyer Island. Due to smoke and wind, attractions nearby the an island were safely evacuated of any guests and the cause of the fire remains under investigation at this time. We are temporarily suspending fire effects similar to those used at Disneyland Park's Fantasmic at select shows and entertainment experiences globally, out of abundance of caution following the Fantasmic's prop fire at Disneyland Park. The continued safety of our cast and guests is our utmost importance. So that's where we are. Murphy is no longer and everyone is safe. You could think of some wild story about Mickey going a little too wild for the magic, but it, we need to just stick to the facts that the river may be a while till it will be sparked with flame again. Also, looking at some footage, there was no real screaming of panic that some new story trained to pick up, and the cast members did an excellent job of getting everyone out safely. Now, I heard more chuckles of the situation during the announcement because of the irony of it all. Your attention, please. Due to unforeseen circumstances, this performance of Fantasmic cannot continue. Until we see Maleficent take to the skies again. I guess for now, Mickey's imagination really is the winner here. Thank you all for listening to the Testing Matter podcast. This was quite a long one, an experiment of uh, a new format to the series. I hope you guys enjoyed, as I want to make more episodes and just share. Make sure, please share these episodes with your friends and family, as word of mouth is how podcasts flourish. Anyway, for now, I'm going to let you go, but we have a lot more on the horizon. So, if it's a matter, make sure it's a Disney matter. See you all again real soon.